Yo, we back. I know you're very surprised. Mm. You thought this was going to be a one-episode podcast. <laughs> Joke's on you. It's going to be at least three. <laughs> it's going to be at least three. All right, so we're back, everybody, for the second episode of Two Grumpy Cats. Coming My name's... live oh, from, Russ, from Russell's uh, utility closet. It's an office. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's an office. I'm going to post this on Instagram, and y'all can be the judge. Uh, you're not going to post this on Instagram, and they will not be the judge of anything. So, yeah, we're back, and um, of course, going to talk some Kentucky basketball. I'll get ready. Um, this should be dropping, depending on how Anchor gets down. Right. This should be dropping just in time for you to get a little bit of... A little bit of early morning a taste. Yeah, a little, a little early taste. morning taste of Tennessee. Yeah. Um, so first big first big news. Yeah. Uh, congratulations to BBN. Mm. We we finally got good old your your papa, my papa. Not my papa. <laughs> Hashtag not my papa. <laughs> Hashtag not my papa either. Uh good old John Schnatter in the building. <laughs> um, Josh Schnatter is not a good old. Yeah, uh, I mean he is a good no, old. He is a good old, <laughs> but he's also not. Uh, I think if you prominently lose like millions of dollars in public because you refuse to not say the N word, you automatically become a good old, um, regardless of your age um, or your predilection for being like problematically drunk in public. Good old is like the sir for racist. <laughs> <laughs> and now, good old boy. <laughs> but yeah, it's like a new axis of evil. There was Matt Bevin there, Matt and then Bevin you got there. Papa, Papa uh, John, formerly Papa John, now just John, just John, just yeah. a regular, just a regular ass John. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, you know, in in one of those uh, beautiful moments of good fortune that happens in the in the BBN fan base. Uh, ran into some last minute tickets. Got to be there at the game. Yeah, ran he went in. without me. Yeah, it was it was tough. He doesn't care. Uh, <laughs> uh next time, fam. I got you next time, for for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah. Uh, also ran into um, good old uh. Arch conservative state representative um, and or state senator and uh, human mustache ride Stan Lee as well. No, you did not call him a human mustache ride. <laughs> okay, uh, all right. Everybody, if you don't know what Stan Lee looks like, Google Google, Google image search that shit right now. Tell me I'm wrong. Uh, except don't do it on Twitter because we will not respond because I'm right. Um, <laughs> So we've got these two gentlemen, Matt Bevan and John Schnatter, who, let's be clear, were U of L fans. Yeah. I mean, Matt Bevan deeply obsessed with the University of Louisville, such that he's like desperately trying everything in his power to make it lose its accreditation. So that that he- was nuts to me. Like they were like two steps away from being right. DeVry. Yeah. <laughs> right. And like nobody was talking about it, but like I think there was a few people talking about it. Louisville media, of course, but like. It was that I feel like that should have been a bigger story, like Louisville, two right. steps away from community college status. <laughs> right, right, yeah, yeah. Oh, and that's the thing is it you know I love as much as we love to hate on the the cards. Uh, the rivalry's not the same if we're balling out on the the NA, Jefferson no. the Jefferson County community cards. No, um, <laughs> the Jefferson. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, clearly these two gentlemen who were formerly U of L fans, um, I think that this is a conspiracy um, from their new coach to sort of give them to us and inspire the 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 wrath of God who clearly <laughs> smote us. I mean, we were smote by God uh, yeah, on Tuesday. The only reason that we could have possibly lost to LSU is because of the access of evil. Right. The access of evil of Matt. John Schnatter, Matt Bevan, and and now Stan Lee. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I just hope and pray that neither one of those guys, none of those three, are in attendance tomorrow when the Cats mm-hmm. take on Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, oh, Lord. Yeah. But... Um, in talking about the games, let's kind of get let's touch on what was going on with the LSU game. So we lose seventy three to seventy one on a last second tip back, which we will get to because right. there, there's a lot to get to. <laughs> but just one of the things that I kind of wanted to to you know get your opinion on is like who do you uh, really think is kind of like uh, kind of hitting that wall right now, like in the in the season like i think we're backsliding i mean that's the thing is the story you know the story of cal teams is that we're bad we're not great we're not great we're not great we're mediocre we're doing okay holy shit maybe we'll get to we'll actually get someplace holy shit we just like won the sec tournament ah damn like it's the elite eight yeah you know whereas and i think people were worried and i was worried that like did we peak too soon did we peak at kansas did we peak you know at, at mississippi state um and uh, so we're noticing some guys fall, you know, falling back. You know, we haven't really given, uh, we haven't really gone in on Tyler Hero in the way that we would have had we started this podcast at the beginning <laughs> of the season. Oh man! Uh, but that's changing today. Uh, uh, there's uh, going to be some serious real estate starting right now uh, to how terrible Tyler Hero is. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say completely terrible, but let's the defense is is the thing. Defense and and he's highly overrated, and he's overrated. Oh. He's overrated explicitly because of like racist white UK fans looking for uh, a savior. And I and I and here's how I know this. <laughs> here's how I know this because I'm in Rupp Arena, um, sitting in front of who I can only imagine must have been the third string point guard from. Southeast Illinois Wesleyan Polytechnic uh, <laughs> Institute, who just had an immense, just an immense wealth of basketball knowledge. Um, clearly, you know. He Are had, you trolling? Did he? Was he really like knowledgeable? Oh no! This guy had the hottest and dumbest takes. Okay, I mean, okay. like uh, I he trolling. had he he had the basketball IQ that, um, you know, like. Mississippi Delta Junior Colleges are looking for. Um, oh, man. Don't, don't, don't take a shot at the Delta. <laughs> the Delta had nothing to do with this guy. Let's, get, let's pull the Delta out of there. <laughs> but, uh, okay, that's fair. Uh, uh, and the Delta Dogs is doing big things this season, man. Check them out. Um, but, yeah, at one point this guy's like, um, man, Esther's doing terrible. aim to pull him out put Tyler on the point. First of all, what? Yes. <laughs> First of all, Ashton did not have a great game. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, second of all, how do you watch Tyler Hero return to this, this, this stage of play where he's being just like 
led around by his mm-hmm. nose like a child. Like he's being gripped by the wrist and being dragged out of the toy aisle in Kmart because <laughs> he wasn't good and he's not getting a special surprise today. He's going... <laughs> he's going... He's going to the frozen vegetable aisle, and then we're going straight home. Yeah. That was the level of dragging that, that Tyler Harrow what, was on. So what I, what I saw, and I, I have a different... I know your, your, your hate for Tyler Hero is deep <laughs> and runs like a river, but I, I, like, just as far as defense goes, like there were a few people that, that regressed on defense and, or just you know played into some bad habits. But the thing that has bothered me about Tyler Hero the whole season mm-hmm. and no one wants to talk about, and like I said last episode, like hey, he's a gambler. And mm-hmm. like no one wants to talk about the fact that these teams are literally running plays with options for whoever right. Tyler Hero is guarding. <laughs> and I do mean whoever. Like, if you go back and look at the tape, like, they're setting screens for the the, the eighth man, Javante Smart, and he's coming off screens <laughs> and taking Tyler to the paint. And Tremont Waters is getting him on the switch and dancing him around. Like, mm-hmm. it's beca- it's literally... It's in the scouting report. I guarantee you, if we could see a scouting report right now, what you would see is put Tyler Hero in action, which what that means is make him guard screens, down screens, ball screens, fade screens, all these type of screens because he can't. No. So, like, that. with that being said, like, <clears throat> it's a big problem that goes throughout the season. If we even go back to the beginning of the season is, is everybody's had their defensive issues, but teams – they run their plays towards Tyler Hero. And you guys need to watch and check that out. But my guy that's struggling and really hurting me is Big Reed. Wait, hold on a second. I'm not done with Tyler Hero. Oh. Because um, oh. we also, I mean, so first of all, you can like statistically point to the moments, I mean, where LSU got back in and, and it was like there was a stretch of plays where we were in a scoring drought and they were hitting threes off screens and Tyler was like, just nowhere to be found, and dudes are wide open uh, and getting sprayed on. But then, you know, and, and I think one of the classic moments, that last shot, that last Oh, three my point, God, that from, last like, three. from regulation. Well, no, was, everything was regulation, but, like, right there, yeah. yes. Yeah, he's, like, why? You are, like, Tyler Hero was is double-teamed, double-teamed, taking this three-point shot, uh, and I believe Keldon was wide open. Somebody had to. Somebody had to be, right? And so what that tells me is that Tyler Hero believes his own hype. He thinks he is that motherfucking dude, and he isn't. He just isn't, and there's nothing wrong with that, but just be humble. If you're double-teamed, realize that that means that you've got a teammate open and pass the ball. Like, and and, and I will say this for all of, you know, Rupp fans and, like, you know, uh, UK fans, white supremacy... Like, at the end of it, there was definitely a little white kid who was like, fuck Tyler Hero. Like, <laughs> Man, no, he did not say <laughs> yes, that. Yes, there was a 10-year-old kid who, who was said that? Back. Yeah, he was like, fuck Tyler Hero. A 10-year-old? Yes. Wow. His voice did not change. I heard it, and I was like, wow. Holy moly. I, and, and I mean, like, and I mean, that's the thing is his dad was saying, fuck Tyler Hero, too. Like, everybody saw that shot and was like, why the hell did he take this? Why did he do this? And I think, you know, like I said, it's coming from a place where Tyler is, you know, like he sometimes he can hit those 
those clutch threes or whatever, which, you know, is his job. And he did a good job of hitting those, like, beautiful mid-range floaters that are just very, so trolly and, and delicious. Yes. But, I mean, Keldon had those. That's what mm. I wanted to talk about until yeah. he missed the last one. Yeah. And then it doesn't count anymore. But Keldon was the floater god yeah. during the LSU game. He hit about four or five floaters, and <laughs> I was like, yeah, and then he misses the last one. Yeah. But, but Tyler Hero, we've... Man, I feel like we're going to talk about that guy so much because you have just like such a visceral, <laughs> aggressive hate for him. I mean, it's okay. I mean, like, I think there's some things he should improve on as well, and it does annoy me, but like, you mm, just baked right in there. <laughs> but Reed Travis is really hurting me personally because, oh, like, yeah. Reed is supposed to be like, uh, like a, a, a constant, he's supposed to be like the guy. That, like, literally you look in the stat sheet every day and he has, like, 10 and 10. Mm-hmm. Like, or 12 and 9 or 11 and, and and 8. He just stays in, like, a range that's not too far. And, like, he, he doesn't run too high. He doesn't get 30. Mm-hmm. He doesn't get 6. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So, right. like, just seeing Reed Travis, like, struggle each and every game with length yeah. in the post and, like, not switch it up. Yeah. It's just really, uh, like, and I don't know if that's him, per se, or Cal, mm-hmm. but I think it's I think it's Cal, like, not putting him in different actions, but those actions right now are, like, PJ. So, like, those pops, threes, and, like, mm-hmm. drives and things. Like, I think Reed could be successful, like, using angles, but right now, like, he just gets the ball, he kind of double pump fakes it, Right. misses the shot and like I just I just don't see energy from him and like mm-hmm. that was definitely apparent in the game uh on what was it Tuesday I mean even like he had like a critical turnover and like you look yeah. at Reed and you like you don't make turnovers but he just basically just gave the ball right to LSU and then yeah. they went back down and were able to of course get us on that last second shot but like I just want to I hope that with Tennessee coming up that Reed has his bounce back game against a uh, 37-year senior Grant Williams. <laughs> right. That's the thing is that like yeah, if we don't have Reed and PJ 100% completely ready to go and 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 not only ready to go but mad and pissed off um then the Tennessee game is going to be rough. Like yeah. very 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 rough. Well, well Tennessee's going to beat us by by like 17. <laughs> but like only at the end of the game, like, will we know it was going to be 17? <laughs> like, if we don't come ready to play, it's going to be, like, within eight. Right. The whole game, and then they're just going to, like, go on a, a nice right. run. And then right. we're going to lose by, like, 20. So, like, we got – that's true. We have to be ready because those boys, they played at least 1,000 basketball games in their career. Right. They know what's right. going on, man. They've seen it all. They've seen all of time. <laughs> and, you know, like – Back when – you know, back when freshmen – uh, couldn't play uh, the varsity level, right, you know, and you had right. UCLA with John Wooden. Well, there was Grant Williams, right? I mean, we all and remember he was in the post. We all remember in the 1970s when mm-hmm. um, you know the NCAA took the very racist, controversial step to ban the dunk in order to marginalize Admiral Schofield. Yeah, because uh, he was getting a lot of buckets. <laughs> <laughs> They are so old, though, seriously. <laughs> oh, man. But something else that I want to touch on on LSU game, and it happens from time to time. Real quick before we leave Reed Travis, I just want to say 
everyone should go and YouTube that dunk with the oh one-handed hang. Oh, my God. Why with did I forget that? The one-handed hang. That's the dunk of the year for UK oh, basketball. God. it was, And it's such a shame that it's going to be on a game that, that we, we lost. Reed oh. Travis with the dunk and the hang. Oh, to end the first half. like it was That was just, amazing. Oh, God. It was. Yeah. That almost wipes out his bad game, but it doesn't, though. Right, because he then <laughs> turns around. That's the other thing I think. One of that the key- made me sad. That should have. Uh. Well, I think that's one of the things. I think that's like, you know, because we're watching this game play out exactly the way all of the other SEC games have played out so far, other than the Alabama game. Where, all right, first 10 minutes, like, shit, these, like, they've got some boys. Like, we're playing. Like, we're going, you know, we're going head to head for 10 minutes. Like, this is a slugfest. Go then, up eight. Right, yeah, we'll go up eight, go up ten, and then like, and then we crush their souls with some sort of like, you know, just, just hellacious dunk, or just particularly beautiful three, or like in, you know, fantastically troll level floater, and it's off to the races. But like, unlike Mississippi State or Vanderbilt or any of those other teams who sort of like went to the locker room came back and sort of came out and shrugged like LSU came back and got mad yeah and that's where I think Ashton had a bad game too Mm -hmm. because like he he did a lot of he did a lot of the Tyler Hero stuff that I talk about a lot of gambling a lot of reaching Mm -hmm. behind and like I just want Ashton to not get caught up in the guy to get the steals right like by any means like Right. Throughout the game, someone's going to dribble the ball in front of Ashton Hagen's quick hands. So just stay in front. And I didn't like that. So I'm watching for this Tennessee game to right. see him go up against. Was that Jordan Bone? Mm-hmm. I want to see how he he plays. So that's another similar kind of like small guard mm-hmm. that like takes care of the ball. That's really crafty. Uh, and another thing that was just sort of tragic, just also for the season as a whole. Um, and but obviously particularly in this instance is uh that point guard that was spraying on us uh bro so bro mm-hmm. Tremont Waters Tremont and Waters. I mentioned him uh, we should have talked about him more last episode but yeah he averages what he averages like close to 20 points a game man oh, and the thing about it is that it burns so much with LSU's like two big players really which is Naz Reed mm-hmm. uh and Tremont Waters is those were both like Cal recruits that Cal had like mm-hmm. a big chance. I'm talking about like Nasri was ready to sign on the dotted line. Oh. Tremont Waters was ready to sign on the dotted line. And like Cal does this thing. And I think people are, there's so many articles they write about like why Cal can't get a number one recruit anymore and why Cal can't get this recruit or that recruit. It's because, like, Cal, for the longest time, played it to the end of mm-hmm. the recruiting season. And so many people used to say, well, Cal gets who he wants. He gets who he wants, so he waits until the end. He just goes and he scoops him right up. And, like, the thing about that is, like, after a while, like, recruits talk, parents talk, all those people talk, and they get to a point where, like, that irks people. Like, oh, yeah. if somebody wants to come to Kentucky and is a five-star recruit, and let's let's make that happen some kind of way. Because, like, what we're doing now is, like, we're just missing on, like, important pieces. Like, imagine, put Tremont Waters instead of Quad A Green, because that's who we got. Right. I mean, and, that's, <laughs> and let's pause there for a second. <laughs> Tremont Waters... 
Fraquade Green. And that's the thing that that bothers me. It's like every it's like every time we hold back on a recruit, like mm-hmm. and don't offer, like and they go to a, another school, with the exception of, of course, that one year where like Malik Newman and Steven Zimmerman, mm-hmm. if you remember that big six ten white guy, oh. uh, they like everyone in the country, like in the top five, did not go to a blue blood school. It was a weird year. Like, mm-hmm. people were going to Mississippi State and whatnot. Right. So that was, like, an admiration. But, like, these players that Cal doesn't get, like Cameron Johnson from North mm-hmm. Carolina was ready to sign on the dotted line, and we didn't take him for three years. And then these guys go out and get 20 points somewhere else right. on the same amount of shots that they were going to get here. Right. And it's frustrating. You just think about Naz reading that pure three-point shot. Ugh. Like, having him on the team – and no disrespect to Reed, instead of Reed, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> and then yeah. we looking at the we looking. It's looking real different this right. year as far as who we are, how we match up with Duke, the dreaded yeah. Duke. I mean, I want to see this team play. I want to see this team play Duke. I want to see LSU play Duke. I think it'll be a good game and really fascinating. Um, and then I'll just think about it from like Turner's perspective, right? Like he comes in here last year. We have. The consistent problem with last year's team was we have no perimeter defense and no perimeter shooting at all. And you pick up one dude last year, right. Traymond Waters, that can shoot and defend right. on the on the wing. Right. Yeah. You know. So Waters is then in the league this year, getting paid. Oh, he's definitely gone. Yeah. Um, and and we and, then, and we're in the and we're in the final four at least. You yeah. Know? And like, then we have Ashton coming straight in, and right. like who knows where he would be with those extra eight games of really playing mm-hmm. these minutes. Yeah. So that's something I hope. Like it seems like Kyle's settling in for mm-hmm. for for the long ride. Right. We're gonna have Kyle until he's seventy eight and right. like senile and talking yeah. about like the twenty twelve team because that's the only <laughs> championship he's won. Uh, I hope not. Don't God. don't curse us on. All right, don't, I won't curse that. us. Don't, don't All right, we'll win three. We'll win three championships, maybe. All right, we should have three right now. But anyway, it's Cal- just well. It just can I just point out how like completely unfair Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's like five championships yeah. in a row for. UCLA well, they are. UCLA. Imagine like all the tops. Imagine the top six of the top ten. If there was a recruiting service, then right. going to one school. That's the type of type of stuff right. that UCLA was doing. Like, of course they win the championship. Right. They're literally changing rules in the NCAA. <laughs> They're like, you can't dunk anymore. <laughs> You're not allowed to do it. Right. <laughs> but yeah, like you just think about like some of the things that could be happening, but. With, with the team, but even still, like, this team is still a team that can make some damage in March, and I feel like, especially what was disappointing about this loss is, like, and I'm not that fan that's going right. to say, this is what the fan, this is the fan that I hate. I'm not the fan that's going to say, well, we shouldn't have been in that situation. Basketball is basketball. There are going to be times where you're in a situation right. where the refs, and we're going to talk about refs. I will talk about refs. <laughs> <laughs> when the refs make a decision that alters the game. So, like, I don't understand that that school of thought, maybe from a coach because you have to say it, but from a fan that we shouldn't have been there. It's like, it. we're here, mm-hmm. so we need the refs to do their job. And they had some egregious calls going down the stretch. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was – well, so first of all, I mean, like, uh, LSU was in the bonus for the majority of the second half or so it felt like. Um, and, and, and was the foul discrepancy was like nine to four. 
And that just wasn't the game that was played. It was not, it you was know. Not. Like, I'm fine if, like, PJ's being too aggressive and he's getting calls. But he he wasn't. He Like, he, that wasn't what was happening. We were not We were not playing twice as physically as LSU. It was a physical game on both sides of the court. And the, like, referees seemed to only call, um, you know, call one side. Why does that happen to us at home so much? <laughs> like, you think that, like, at home it would just be, like, straight-up home-cooking Kentucky basketball, but right. we got to be number one for, like, getting jobbed at the crib. I, I will say that, uh, you know, like, um, BBN going after homeboys' that, business. <laughs> man, like, he had a day job. Yeah. <laughs> they like, came to my man's day job, like, Excuse me, uh, <laughs> like talk about the game, <laughs> right? Like I, I mean, whoever was supposed to call that goaltend, I hope that he. I works, hope he is. Yeah. I hope that he works deep in the government. Somewhere. I hope he has a VPN. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that yeah, but at the same time, you see that goaltend, and that's like the same thing that we talk about with the 2015 team, which irks me to this mm-hmm. day. Is the review is like oh. why does college basketball have this halfway? Review. Like, if you're going to have a review, review all the things in a certain period, which should be the last two minutes. Everything's reviewable. It doesn't matter if it takes 30 minutes to end these games. Everything's reviewable if you're going to review it, and let's get it right. And you remember the 2015 game, Nigel Hayes got a putback Mm -hmm. to tie the game. To tie the game, yeah. And the shot clock had expired. It was clear. They showed it on the the screen. They went to... um, break and I thought yeah they'll definitely take those points right but they couldn't review it right and that's the and that's the other thing too is that like the na- the nature of the game is that especially when it's cl- tight and the stakes are high like Two minutes of college basketball is going to last 30 minutes regardless of whether or not you have the review Especially in the tournament. Right. So there's just, I mean, you know, and like, and and that's the other thing too is it's still going to be the highest rated thing on Tuesday nights. Like, stretch that shit out. Keep people watching. Like, there's no, I, I cannot for the life of me figure out why. And it's also like really apparent that the the league is, is super interested in this, in these goaltending rules. Um... And it's a, the they way, do a point of emphasis. Like every year, they have like two or three things, right. and it goes real hard through the beginning of the season. And then by the tournament, they don't care anymore. Right, right. And so you know, it seems like that's what's going on with with goaltending. And like with this, without this review though, in the last two minutes, all that does is just completely incentivize everyone tending the shit out of the goal in the last two minutes because there's. <laughs> I mean, he pulled that like directly. <laughs> From above the rim. And, like, I saw some, like, some homer angles or, like, some hater angles were from LSU or surrounding fandoms. But, they like, it is clear. And every once again, the the Jay Williams said it and somebody else said it. It's clear offensive goaltending. But they couldn't review that. The only right. thing they could review was the thing that we fixed in 2015, which right. was the shot clock. Right. So, the goaltend gives LSU the game, which I'm not sure we would have won in overtime, but I hope... I don't know. I don't know, because that's... I mean, I, I I don't think... It would not have been Cal. I don't think Cal is a good floor general. I don't think he tactically makes good decisions a lot. We were in, we were in foul trouble. I will say that 
one of my the thing that gives me the most hope is a total in, for Tennessee, and it's a total intangible, is the fact that like these dudes hate to lose. Yeah. And like, and they're incredibly competitive, and they're they can get in their head, they can get taken off guard, you know, all sorts of things can happen. Um, but they, but they'll come back and they'll, yeah. and they'll put you away. Yeah. And Cal said that in his like post game interview, he was like, uh, I mean, we took the L and he took some shots at the calls. I know how he does. Um, but he did say he was proud of, of the guys for fighting back because there was a point where LSU really like mm-hmm. took, control of the game and i thought we were going to go down by five six seven and they fought back and made it uh a one possession last chance type of game so Mm -hmm. like cal did say that so i do kind of see where the team does fight uh just as far as tennessee goes just to touch on it real quick just what um what are you looking for out of the game um i mean we just need to have uh we need to have a big a big performance from pj and reed Um, it's going to be a slugfest, I feel like, in the paint, um, which, you know, up to this point, I think has always been fine. And Mm -hmm. even, you know, with the LSU game, we still dominated the boards. Um, so we have to do that. Um, you know, I want to see Tyler chill out, um, take his mid range. I want to see Tyler formally reprimanded and (laughs) like have to write a thousand times on the board, I will take two three-point shots a game. Two three-point shots. Um, That's all he needs, really. Right, and I want to see Ashton sort of, again, calm down, um, get his two or three steals just from being in the right place at the right time, not stretching out and and acting the fool. Um, and then I also need to see Ashton finish offensively, you know, yes. and, you know, um, get ten points. Because that 10 points was Ashton hits like two jumpers. It doesn't matter, three or two, mm-hmm. and then gets a couple of just blow bys. Mm-hmm. It changes the whole way that they guard UK because they sag off of Ashton. Right. And if Ashton is giving you buckets right. or even making them defend, then it, then it changes the game. I'm personally looking for. A big bounce back game from Reed Travis. I need eighteen and twelve. <laughs> I need eighteen and twelve from Reed Travis. Yeah. Um <clears throat> and I'm also looking for Tyler Hero. I'm not really looking for any stats from him. I'm looking kinda in the same vein as you. Making better decisions. Mm-hmm. Um knowing the time of the possession, knowing when to pull up for the jump shot instead of in a double team. <laughs> knowing like when to uh. kick it because he is a, he is not a good passer. He's a good swinger. I don't know if that makes any sense, but like he's not good at like making like deft passes, but he is good at making when he's in the zone and making a quick decision, getting that ball to the person that it needs to go to. So just thinking it's more team, but just like you said, just more team minded. Mm-hmm. And then I'm looking for Keldon to really finally have a breakout game. Um I feel like Keldon has been just kind of on the a weird cusp, a weird like thirteen point cusp, mm-hmm. thirteen points in the second half, eleven points in the second half, just kind of not playing like to the level that we thought he could play this year, and like we need like we need two guys really that we can know they they can come out and 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 get a bucket like when we have one in p j right. I'm looking for who's the other person, mm-hmm. and I think we all thought it was Keldon. So I'm looking for Keldon to really come in there and, 
and have like a focus because he hits those floaters, those difficult shots. He's a good three-point shooter. And just putting all that together um, going forward as we hit this stretch, man. So regardless, how are you feeling about the season writ large? Is this a bump or is there <clears throat> are there trends here that you're worried about? I don't think this is uh, anything to trend about. I think it will know a lot more after this Tennessee game uh, where we are uh, for the season. I'm just hoping that if we can get – I'm thinking we get a split with Tennessee, so we get one somewhere, and I'm hoping this is the one we get. Right. Um, and then we just go ahead and finish off those last two weeks of the season, man. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's just a, just a small admiration, hopefully. Yeah. All right, y'all. Well, um, peep this. Uh, <clears throat> as soon as it's up, we'll let you know. And uh... We ain't got no theme music yet. We're going to get that theme music. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we ain't got that theme music yet. Yeah, prominent local rapper Russell Allen. No, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> All right, man, y'all. Peace. Peace.